Well, welcome back to the CDO Magazine interview series. Again, I'm Derek Strauss, and I have the pleasure of uh, today talking with Dr. Sue Tripathi. Uh, Sue and I have been chatting a little bit about her background, and then we've spoken about you know, the importance of focusing on the customer and, and looking at the customer experience as a uh, a, a great kind of foundation to a springboard to to launch into this whole data and analytics leadership uh, that the, the chief data officer and the chief data analytics officer are performing in their organizations. Uh, in our first segment in this interview series, uh, we spoke about data products, you know, and, and as all of you in our audience know, you know, we, we we start the journey in most organizations looking at using data as an asset, as an organizational asset, and then thinking about the monetization of that. Um, once we've got that and we start to view data as a product, the next thing we've got to really start thinking about is modern day architecture and the role of technology. And, and maybe, uh, Sue, maybe you could comment on your thoughts about that as we get into the second segment of our interview here. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, Derek, for that. I think, uh, you know, uh, one of the key things that I wanted to talk about from data as an asset to data as a product, which is basically you have a set of ready to use data, right, that you are thinking of monetizing or you're thinking of using. And part of that is driven by what your customer has to say, as you well said it before. You then have to think about how do I enable this? How is this gonna happen? How can I get real-time data? Um, how can I build some critical architecture that feeds that uh, customer data, that real-time data, so that I can personalize it uh, based on customer needs. So, you know, part of what we are trying to do when we think about modern day architecture is we are trying to scale, we are trying to unify the data, we are trying to make it into one single place, a one-stop shop where people can just go and collect based and utilize that data based on their needs and their wants, which is primarily customer driven. It also is about, you know, using a centralized data lake. So think about traditional ways in which we had data where data was siloed. We're breaking those silos by creating from data warehouses to data lakes where you can take your structured as well as your unstructured data. So one terminology you may have heard or you know, we, we've, uh, we've heard those of us who are in this field is around data lake house, which is taking your data warehouse, taking your data lake and combining that. And why is that? Because in your data architecture, your architecture should be such that it should not only be seamless, but it should also be critical aspects of that architecture that is able to take the structured and unstructured data, data say from your social media, data that I know that I can get say from, I'll use you as an example, your medical records, your EHR, but I don't know who Derek is. In order for me to know who Derek is in the context in which Derek lives, I need to pull that data from his social media or from other uh, uh, varieties of data sources. That gives me context, that gives, makes it very rich, and that makes it very personalized to what Derek's needs are. And this is where I can actually do preventative care instead of intervention, which is much more costly. This is my pet peeve again, where I can then just say, hey, I think based on what Derek's 
past history is and where he is today. Maybe here are the kinds of things that would benefit um, Derek in terms of his mental health and his wellness and his health, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm using that as a microcosm of what modern day architecture can do for you. The other part of it is that we talk about, there are pros and cons to everything when you're talking about modern day architecture. One of the key things is how do you manage the data and how do you govern the data is also very, very important because the quality of data is not going to be the same. Quality, the data quality is always circumspect. And when it's circumspect, you are making decisions based on what you have. So that real-time data, yes, it's real-time, but I always say, think about what is purposeful, why and what types of analytics you would be used, who's managing and governing that data. So you need to have a, a test and you need to pass that, that test. And then you need to have a set of metrics, which is always driven by cost, efficiency, productivity, et cetera, et cetera. So how you choose, how to choose what types of database and how well is that architecture, you know, is very, very important. So that selection of the right types of architecture that is able to be fully managed is extremely, extremely important when we are thinking about modern day architecture that leads us to the personalization. And then eventually we'll talk about the hyper-personalization in say the second part of it. I want to end this very quickly by adding one thing. Think about when you're talking about, why are we doing all of this? We're doing all of this because customers and, 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 and I'm very thankful for that, I'm sure we all are, is that we have choices. We have choices in our life. We have choices in what we choose to view, what we choose, where we want to spend money, where we want to be cost-effective, both from a business point of view as well as a personal point of view. So if you think about it, think about Netflix, for example. Netflix is very personal. What you are going to be watching is not something necessarily that I'm going to be watching. Yet Netflix has... I'm using that again as an example, not promoting Netflix necessarily, but you know they've watched a pattern of what you like to watch. And based on that, then they've built and they're predicting for you, Derek, would you like to watch X, Y, and Z? Same for me, same for anyone else. So that puts it in context. You can apply that same principle. That's modern day architecture, critical architecture by which they're able to create that real time feed and then spew it back out to you, which makes it very, very handy. So you can replicate that, you can scale that, and you can apply it to your business as well, based on your customer demand. Yeah, that's a great example, Netflix. And also, you know, companies like Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. We're seeing that more and more. I think I think it's uh, great the point that you stressed there is that people have choices these days, and people are making choices based on the kind of uh, customer experience that they have that like so if, if my best customer experience is is with Amazon and Netflix and I now come to you and you're offering a service in a completely different field I'm still going to want that same characteristic that same amount of personalization to me and yes. if I don't find it with you I'm going to keep searching through your competitors yes. until I find it Yes. So it's become such a huge imperative. So I'm just, you know, underscoring and, uh, you know, agreeing a thousand percent with what you just said there is that that's, that's the reality of where we all are today. This yeah. is no longer 
you know, ah, yeah, we'll do personalization, maybe. No, no, we've got to do it. Yes. And now we've got to do even more. We've got to yes. go the hyper-personalization because yes. that's where everyone wants us to go. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm just, uh, yeah, it's an exciting topic and, and I'm, I'm, this is me getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I love very, it. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, right. Sue, thank you for that. And um, hopefully... The rest of you who are our audience uh, is excited here with us and is ready to roll into segment three. But we're going to leave this on a cliffhanger and we're going <laughs> to say cheerio for now and we'll see you in segment three. All right. Thank you.